0: This is Jenny Hatch, and I am the host of my show tonight, the Husband and Wife Homebirth Chat, on the Caller app. And I'm going to wait until a few people show up before I start the show officially. It was scheduled to start at seven, and at seven I will do an intro and start it formally. But for those of you who are interested. In this topic of husband and wife home birth. Welcome welcome. We had a dinner party tonight that's winding down with our kids. Uh, Three of my children were here tonight making homemade pizza. And my son brought his girlfriend over and my daughter brought her husband. So it was a a nice party of people. Had a great conversation around the dinner table. And it's these Sunday night get-togethers that we have that are just so joyful with our family. Um, As I stated in previous episodes, this show is dedicated to educating families on how to prepare for an emergency childbirth. And the goal is to kind of light a fire under individual moms and dads to motivate them to say, let's look at what birth could be like for you if you are someone who all of a sudden finds yourself facing this experience with no outside help. And so that's the goal of the show is to help parents think about what that looks like and then talk about some ideas for mitigating things to have it go better so i'm going to start the show formally now pause It's the Jenny Hatch Show at The Natural Family Blog, and tonight I'm going to be sharing information on husband and wife home birth. I met a young man on Colin who said he was going to try and help me to broadcast both shows on Colin and on Clubhouse at the same time, and I believe I found a workaround to that just by using two devices. So. He was going to try and hook me up electronically through a device he has. But uh, if he does, great. If he doesn't, I'm on both apps. If you would like to make a comment or ask a question, um, looks like I'm all alone here. Oh, somebody's listening. Looks like Jopa, welcome to the show. Do you have any questions or comments? about husband and wife home birth. So I'm new at welcoming people into the show. Not sure. I think I invited you, didn't I?
1: Yes, you do. Hello, Jenny. It's so nice to meet you. I'm just wondering what are some of the advantages?
0: Well, I'm coming at it from the perspective that if you get into a situation where you just can't get to the hospital for whatever reason, and we've all heard the stories about babies being born in a taxi, that it's smart for a mom and a dad to just know the fundamentals of emergency childbirth so that it'll go better than if they don't know anything so that's number one it's just being prepared that if mom goes into labor in some place where you're not planning to have the baby that you just have a few supplies around and you're kind of emotionally prepared to deliver the baby yourself if that's what if that's what has to happen
1: Gotcha. That that sounds super interesting. And I definitely agree that it would definitely be very beneficial for um, incoming mothers and fathers to know a lot about uh, naturalistic or, or emergency childbirth. Because, you know, things happen. Water, you don't know when your water's going to break. So it's always great to be.
0: Yeah. And for me, I, I decided that I wanted to do this 26 years ago after I had given birth to my third baby in the hospital. And my first was a good natural birth in the hospital. My second was a C-section. And then my third was a VBAC, a vaginal birth after cesarean. That was a successful normal birth. But it was during that birth that I said to myself, I'm really, this doesn't feel right for me. And so I started exploring my options and I did give birth to my last two children at home for a variety of reasons, which I, I don't take the time to go into all the reasoning.
1: But That's your business. Don't you don't have.
0: Well, I've shared it quite openly on my blog and in my books, but the bottom line for me was it just felt right for us, for my husband and I, to do it at home alone, and so we did. And um, the first home birth did not go very well. I was able to give birth, but then I hemorrhaged really bad after the birth, and um, my son, we could not resuscitate him. We could not get him to breathe. I'm so sorry well he he was fine he's 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 still alive, but we yeah, it was very frightening. These are the two most common and frightening post birth complications The mom's hemorrhaging and the baby's not breathing. These are the reasons you give birth in the hospital and so for us, it was an immediate emergency for both me and for our son. So we called nine one one and within a matter of minutes, really seconds, we had seven firemen in the bedroom helping us and so we transferred to the hospital we both lived we both recovered he's a a young man now he's, he's married he's 25 That's amazing but um but it was very frightening and when i became pregnant with my fifth child everybody assumed that i would give birth in the hospital because of how it went with my fourth child they were really surprised that we chose to do it at home again and the six years in between those two births, I, I just felt like it was a great opportunity for us to get more educated. And so I did quite a bit of research on hemorrhaging and what I could do to stop that. My husband took an infant CPR and resuscitation class, and, you know, it just went better with our fifth birth. It was, it was actually perfect. So, Heyman, you're here. Yay. <laughs> Do you want to be brought on to to make a comment? I don't know if you um you saw what I did, but I'm using Okay, great. I'll bring you in.
2: Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do you also have a room on the cl- clubhouse open or no?
0: What I did, I don't know if it's working on clubhouse because I'm not there.
2: No. But I, Oh, no, you could be on we'll open the other app as well.
0: Well, start I have it a, I have two phones and I started You the, don't need two
2: phones. You don't need two phones. Both apps will work oh. on one phone.
0: Well, I, that's what I did. I've got both my phones going. One's on Clubhouse. One's here at Collin. Okay.
2: Do you have a room right there's, out there? Or? There's
0: a room on, on Clubhouse. Yes, it's open and it's going. I don't think I have oh, any uh, visitors yet.
2: Yeah, no, I'm actually clicking on it and I don't see it. Um, it's not coming up. Did you change the room? Did you renew the room or something?
0: Nope. This is the one I scheduled the other day. So. Um,
2: okay. Do you mind pinging me over there?
0: No problem.
2: Thanks. I'll... Uh...
1: Well, you guys have a good evening. I, I will leave.
2: Oh, there you go. I got you. I got you. Found you.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. You for, yeah. thank, thank you for, for stopping, stopping, stopping by. by.
2: Oops. that's. Uh...
0: Oh,
1: Heyman, I recognized you from the, other, uh, yeah.
2: from the other room. Yeah, so I was just I'm helping uh, Je- No worries. Jopa, could you hey join her. us? So what you do is you mute yourself. Day. Jenny, mute yourself on one of the rooms. Okay. Okay. And can you make me a mod actually on the club? I'll keep an eye on the clubhouse for you. And I could invite people okay. up. And then you could speak through me.
0: So make a moderator.
2: Yeah, perfect. And I could invite people up. So I'll Is open your, my it? mic over there. Okay, and so, so you basically, open mic. yeah, so now I've opened my mic. So everyone on the clubhouse side can actually hear me. Uh, oh. Are you okay there?
0: Yeah, I can hear you fine.
2: I wasn't sure uh, why the feedback, sorry. Okay, that's good. And you can also invite me on stage so that I don't, like, we could actually invite callers. Oh, why is there an echo? It's Mark, probably, you could... Yeah.
0: It's probably from my phone.
2: Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, so what you could do is you could turn, the mute one of the phones, uh, because I think you're hearing the speaker, right, through one of the phones. It's, it's basically um, feedback through your sp- speakers. Okay. So what you do is you turn off um, the s- volume on one of the phones. And keep them far outside. Maybe the one on Clubhouse, keep it a little bit further away from you.
0: Okay. Does that help?
2: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, there's no feedback. Hey, Joba, sorry about that.
0: Well, Joba and I were having this wonderful conversation about why someone would give birth at home, and so we were chatting, and then you showed up, and uh, I had asked... I didn't Heyman, to interrupt that. <laughs> I had asked Heyman for help with the technical side of including the Clubhouse people on this show, so... That's why we're doing it this way. Not
1: a worry, not a worry, guys. I'm I'm sorry. And Heyman, I did not mean to uh, offend anybody in the metaverse. Oh no,
2: I, you I didn't. You didn't. No you didn't. Don't worry. You didn't at all. You didn't at all. It's that's a key. these are that's what the whole Meta Watch show was all about. I didn't want to take any time from uh, uh, Jenny's show, so we can talk later. Don't worry. That's perfect. It's it's honestly it's perfectly fine. That's what the whole idea of the show is: is to have novice to advanced asking questions. Hundred percent in agreement with the well, things that you are talking about today. So.
0: We're all trying yeah. to figure this out. You know,
2: <laughs> the tech- Oh, no, 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 that was about the metaverse show. So we had a show uh, where Jopa asked uh, a question, uh, you know, just a, a general question, which is fine.
1: It was appreciated. Good. Yeah.
0: Well, Jopa, did I answer your questions or do you have anything else you'd like to add to this show about husband and wife birth?
1: No, J- Jenny, you uh, answered all the questions that I had and uh, I wish you the best of luck. I'm very happy your story turned out the way it did. I was. Very biting my nails there. And then when I found out the great news, that made me quite happy to hear. And um, thank oh, you for good. answering all my questions, and I hope that both of you have a good evening.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Let's see you later.
0: Great. Thanks so much. Well, that was great. I I have no idea if anyone else is going Actually, to show up.
2: Actually, Sarah and Mark are on the Clubhouse side. Mark, welcome.
0: Oh,
2: wonderful. Oh, hi. Um, I was just curious what this was about. I thought it was an interesting topic, especially now with A lot of people are more interested in, I guess, more natural kind of ways of living, including
0: maybe like more natural childbirth and. uh... I can't hear you.
1: He had a phone call
2: come in. That's why.
0: Okay. Yeah. The goal of the show is to share good information with moms and dads who are getting ready to give birth and that they may find themselves in a place where they just can't get to the hospital for whatever reason. And the the goal of the show is to just give them some basic information about how to catch a baby. I'm a childbirth educator. I was a certified Bradley teacher for eight years and taught in my home as an independent educator. And then I went on to move my class online in 1996, and for the last 25 years, I've been educating parents on childbirth uh, through my internet class. And so I've been thinking about husband and wife birth for a long, long time, and I have written several books on it, and then I'm friends with all of the people who've written significant books, articles. We have this little sisterhood online about the topic. All of us have given birth at home alone. With our husbands, and we feel quite passionate about sharing the information for any reason to to give birth at home. If the couple doesn't feel comfortable in the hospital, or they perhaps want to prepare for an emergency childbirth just in case something happens with COVID and they can't get to the hospital, or maybe there's not enough staff at the hospital to help them. I don't know if you guys heard in the news, but there was a New York hospital that was so understaffed that they shut down their maternity wing. And so it's these types of things that kind of I'm always have my finger on the pulse of what's happening out there. And I think we're entering a perfect storm right now with so many healthcare workers walking off the job because they don't want to get vaccinated. We've got moms who are always needing to go to the hospital to give birth. And so if you're in a situation where you either can't get the help that you want or need, what are you going to do? If there's not enough midwives out there to help with a home birth, you may find yourself in a situation where you do have to give birth alone. And so that's the goal of this show. I'm going to do it every Sunday night at 7 o'clock Mountain Time for the next few months and maybe years, just so that there's a safe space that people can come and just get resources. If you'll go to my blog, JennyHatch.com, right at the top, I've created a post that has links to all of these online places where you can take classes and attend online workshops and find mothers who are mentors and doulas and midwives who will help you so that you can think of that as kind of a resource to just find out what's out there. And there's just some anecdotes that have showed up in the news over the last two years since COVID started of moms around the world in various locations who found themselves in this exact scenario for one reason or another. There was a woman in the UK who said, and I think this was just like in the mainstream Washington Post article. um, She said for three days she couldn't sleep because she didn't know what to do. She was paralyzed. And when she realized that there was a class that she could attend online through Zoom to learn about how to do this herself, she was able to finally sleep. And so it's these types of situations that I anticipate we may have some of. And so I just wanted to be a resource for people if they are interested in the topic. So is there anyone over there on the Clubhouse side who's interested in making a comment or asking a question? Otherwise, I will just proceed with my lecture.
2: Sure. Uh, no, no, no questions here so far. And, and also the phone, yes. the second phone. If you don't mind keeping a little bit further away. Are in you still phone. hearing the feedback? I still hear it. A little bit, a little bit, very tiny bit. If you could reduce the volume on it, that'll be great. I
0: have the volume down all the way, but it's not letting me silence okay. it. So I don't know why. Let me try. to okay. Yeah. And put something in the jack. Maybe that'll, stop, that'll
2: stop, it. stop it. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. Good point. And also, if you could invite me onto the stage on the call side, then you could have listeners come up. Otherwise, uh, I I'll be uh, stopped. When a listener okay. comes in, we could always edit this stuff out, by the way, because on the call inside you could edit through using the script and on the clubhouse right. side, you have a, you'll have a raw audio that I could send it to you.
0: So is it invite to speak that makes yeah. you a moderator?
2: No moderator, just invite to speak. Yeah. Okay. I That's thought it.
0: I, yep. I had already done that. Done. Okay. Great. There you go. All right. I will, do you have any questions or comments, cool. Simon? I really appreciate what you have to bring because you're a doctor.
2: No, no. It's. I think it's a. It's a valid uh, space. I mean, it's especially going forward. A lot of people are questioning this, and also people are moving away from city centers right now. Right? They're living in more uh, remote areas, um, and there's maybe an art that's forgotten. I'd...
0: Well, it's definitely an art that's forgotten. That's part of my lecture.
2: So please go ahead. I'm, I'm all yours.
0: Well, okay. The, it is a thing right now that you have a young group of people getting ready to have their babies who do not know that they can give birth without drugs. It's all that they know. And so I've had interactions with women who, when I said to them, Oh, I had a home birth. They said, Oh, are doctors doing epidurals in the home? What a great service. And it's like, no, doctors are not doing epidurals in the home. And as I talked to these girls, they it was obvious they did not understand that you could give birth without an epidural. It's all they know. So I've thought about that a lot. And how do you help someone? That's all they know is, is the drug model of childbirth that you see on the TV and in the, in the movies. And so I've come up with a lecture, and I offer this on my blog too, that's just like a 20-minute overview of how to do a husband-wife birth. And so that's the lecture I was going to give tonight. And again, if anybody has any questions, I would be interested in taking those right now. Anyone on the clubhouse side? I'm not hearing you on.
2: Sorry, I just pinged in some doulas that I sort of know, but I don't think they're on right now. But at least your recording will be available to all on the call inside, right?
0: Right. Well, and I will put this on my blog, too. And on blog talk radio. All right. Here's the lecture. Um, You're at home. Your wife's probably eight months pregnant. Things have been going well. You've been getting great prenatal care from a doctor you feel really good about the location maybe it was the same hospital where you were born you're all set to get your epidural and have the baby you've maybe even scheduled an induction you want to have your mom flown out and have the baby how you were born which is basically with, with lots of medications and mom by your side and everything's fine lots of doctors around and and so that's that's the scenario you've planned for and dreamed about your whole life you're so excited to meet your baby well, there's, you know, all of a sudden some disruption in the airlines and your mom can't come. She just physically cannot get to you. You're in another state. So that's out. And then three days before you're supposed to have your induction, you, you get word that the hospital's been shut down because they don't have enough staff. And then you can't get gas for your car because there's some disruption in the delivery of the gas to the gas stations. So you have, in a matter of days, this perfect storm that's formed around your birth, and you're freaking out going, you know, I can't go to the hospital, I have no help in the form of my mother, and, you know, the hospital shut down, what do I do? And so my hope is that the things that I share right now will help to bring peace to your heart, because honestly... Giving birth to my fifth child after doing my own prenatal care and then having my husband deliver him at home. That was my ticket to peace as a mother. There was a great peacefulness that settled over my heart because I realized, okay, I did it. I figured it out. I figured out what I needed to do for my nutrition, for my exercise, to come up with this nine and a half pound baby boy. I gave birth to him. I didn't hemorrhage. We were able to resuscitate him, no problem. My husband delivered him just as we had planned, and everything went perfectly. So what happened in between that birth and the moment when my third child was about seven weeks old, and I had made the decision, I don't think I can give birth in the hospital again. I'd had three babies in the hospital. I was sort of done with hospital birth in terms of just... My knowledge level, I felt comfortable giving birth at home. I'd given birth twice without any drugs. One of those births was a C-section, but the other two were natural. And I felt pretty solid in my information in terms of just being educated as a childbirth educator to say, I think I'm prepared to, to do this on my own without any prenatal care. And I wanted to put my knowledge to the test. And the reason why is because of my faith. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And as someone who studied the Bible, there is a passage in the book of Matthew in the New Testament where Jesus Christ's disciples come to him. And they say, we know you've come now in the meridian of time, but we know you're going to come at the end times too. And we want to know what the world conditions are going to be when you come again in your second coming. And so Matthew 24 is Jesus Christ explaining to his disciples exactly what the world conditions are going to be when he arrives on planet earth again. And in verse 19, it says, woe unto those who are expecting babies and who are breastfeeding. So moms who are pregnant and nursing their babies. And it just said, woe, you know, woe to them. And all I can surmise from that is that world conditions would be so chaotic that it would just be a really difficult time for moms to be giving birth compared to more peaceful times, less chaotic times. So in thinking that through, and then I felt nudged by the Holy Spirit, nudged from Heavenly Father, you really should probably learn some things about self-reliance around mothering. And that just felt good to me. It felt right. And so when I had that kind of prompting from the Lord, back when my oldest daughter was just a newborn, From that day to this, about 30 years, I've spent all of my spare time, not all of my time because I'm a mom with five kids, I have two grandchildren, but all of my spare time I have devoted to either educating myself or educating and mentoring other people who have also done this. My second book, Elijah Birth, How to Turn the Heart to the Fathers, was written for fathers after I conducted a survey of dozens. Of couples who I'd met online who also gave birth alone. And it's in these surveys that I found the data to share in my book and all sorts of tips to help them have it go better. And the first place where you want to start when you're preparing to do this alone is hydration. You want your mom to be well hydrated. I live out west, I'm in the mountains, Boulder, Colorado. Whenever a mom has preterm labor, out here, and she shows up at the hospital, the first thing the staff will do is hand her a couple of glasses of water and just tell her to drink. Because they know that most often when a mom gets a little dehydrated, overheated, the baby's getting bigger, sometimes what will kick in those contractions to bring the baby out before it's ready is just her getting dehydrated. And so that's the first thing they do. And it's the most important for a home birth because Like any athlete, if you are dehydrated when you go into an athletic event, you're not going to make it to the end of the game. And the end of the game with a birth is the birth of your child. So you have to be well hydrated. And part of that is getting enough minerals and sodium in your diet to make sure that the amniotic fluid is, is just a healthy place for your child to be. If the body perceives that that amniotic fluid is getting concentrated with toxins and it's not having a good flow of water in and out and the mom gets a little dehydrated it's the baby who can kick in labor to say I got to get out of here it's not safe in here for anymore and that will kick in contractions and then you'll have a preterm birth so you want to prevent prematurity but you also want to make sure that mom's body is primed to do the work that she needs to do as she's giving birth to her baby so, water is number one. There's a fascinating book called Your Body's Many Cries for Water that I read, gosh, like 20 years ago. And it is fascinating to see what this doctor was able to treat when he rehydrated his, his patients properly. And in terms of sodium, the, the pregnant mother needs more sodium in her diet. There is not a farmer in America who would allow their cattle to go out. In the fields without having a salt lick for those cows to go and lick some salt throughout the day based on their own needs. It's not like the farmer sitting there with a spoon going, Here, eat some salt. They put the salt lick out, this big hunk of salt, and they let their cows go ahead and get whatever salt they need. And it's the same for pregnant women. They have to have enough salt in their diet to be able to carry the baby to term and do the work of giving birth. So, hydration is number one. Number 2 is exercise. Childbirth is an athletic event. And if you want to have a good birth, you need to do some things to help prepare your body for the work of giving birth to your baby. So there's a series of exercises that you can do that are tied to the method that I taught, the Bradley method. Things like pelvic rocks on your hands and knees in the the yoga world they call this the the downward dog where you're on your hands and knees, and then you you come up and and you stretch your back and your legs. Um, There's all sorts of exercises tied to the Bradley method that will help you prepare for this natural birth. I won't go into any more details about it because you can take a Bradley class online or check out some of their books, or you can look in your location and see if there's a Bradley teacher in your area who's available to teach you these exercises. Every exercise has been designed to help prepare you for a natural birth. And we recommend that women do not give birth laying on their backs. There are some women in a home birth situation who, once their labor starts, they get into bed, lay on their backs, put their feet up in the air because that's all they see in the media. Laying on your back is absolutely the worst position for a mother to give birth in. And the reason why is because the baby has to go up and over the tip of her bone. Her, her coccyx, it's the end of your spine, that little curvy part. If the baby has to go up and over that, it makes it much more painful for the mom to give birth and harder for the baby to come out. It is so much better for the mom to be upright and in a standing squat or even a full squat while she's giving birth to her babies. Some moms like to be in a hands and knees position. And that also allows gravity and positioning to allow the baby to come out more easily. So if you're the one, you're a dad helping your wife with the baby or you're just the mom and you're you're giving birth, think about positioning because it's important. When I gave birth to my last baby at home, I got the head out in a standing squat where I was just standing next to my bed and my knees were a little bit bent. In yoga, they call this the goddess position and once the head came out the more it's more difficult to get the shoulders out because obviously it's wider than the head and it felt good to me to drop down onto my hands and knees for the shoulders to come out for one of those home births and then the other home birth i just stayed standing while his shoulders were born my husband was standing behind me and he just caught him as he was coming out so positioning exercise hydration these are the foundational principles that will help your birth go better. And then you want to learn how to relax during a contraction. I did a show right before this one. It's episode three in this series where I zeroed right in on pain and how to relieve pain when a mom's in labor. I'd really encourage you to listen to that show. It's about 45 minutes of all of the tricks and tips for how to help her with pain because that is the big question for moms. Okay. I'm not going to be able to go to the hospital and get pain relief in the form of an epidural or other medications. What do I do for the pain? And in that show, I covered everything. And so I'd really encourage you to to listen to that. I'm not going to take the time to cover that material again. But pain is a significant issue. And the thing to remember is that the pain is only bad for about a minute, maybe a minute, 20 seconds. And then your body eases away from the contraction and you have a few minutes to rest, recuperate, get a drink of water, change position, do something in between those contractions, kind of prepare yourself for the next contraction. And once you realize that, every hour you're going to have, what, 8, 10, 12 contractions, but most of that time is going to be resting. So if you can think of that, it's not like it's one solid hour of hard work you get a break. It's a contraction, and there's that space in between. And so if you can think of that, everybody can do that next contraction. And you don't want to think, oh my gosh, I've got 12 more hours of this. You have no idea how long your labor is going to be. The most important thing is to just take each contraction as it comes and recognize that this gentle pulling, I want you to visualize this right now. As your baby's coming down the birth canal and they move through the cervix, It's like a turtleneck shirt or sweater is coming down over the head and they're very, very gently pulling that turtleneck over their head and coming through the birth canal. And as this happens, this baby just gently ebbs and flows right up against the cervix and then it goes back. And then the next time it's a little bit deeper and each time it gets closer and closer to being born, that cervix opens up a little bit more and so if you can just kind of visualize physically what's happening with your body, it's much easier to just surrender to what you're feeling and allow those, those contractions to ebb and flow and bring your baby to you. The next issue with giving birth is you want to be prepared that when the mom goes through transition and then again after the baby's born, she may have episodes where she's feeling very, very hot and then cold. And this is common in transition. The hormones are are raging. The mom's contractions are moving from opening contractions to pushing contractions, where the uterus sort of takes over in what we call the fetal ejection reflex, and that baby just starts to be pushed out. And so it's great for the person assisting her, whether it's her husband or a friend, to have some blankets ready for her and for the baby. You may want to put them in the dryer and warm them up a little bit. There's nothing like a hot blanket when you've just given birth to a baby. I had that in the hospital, and I also had it at home. And it just feels like you're enveloped in love when that hot blanket wraps around you after you've done this amazing work for your baby. And the baby's going to come out, and it's going to be slippery, and it's going to be wet. And it can also get cold. And so you want to be ready to have a receiving blanket, have a couple of baby blankets ready to capture your baby in so that the baby doesn't get too cold, especially if it's winter. You want to keep the baby warm. Keep it covered. As soon as it's born, put it on mom's chest so it can start to breastfeed. Mom will help keep it warm. It's also wonderful to be ready with a hot drink, a hot beverage for mom right after she's given birth. That kind of rehydrating drink, she'll never forget it. Right after the birth, it just immediately goes in there helps her to feel better. A mom who's really hard, really, really dehydrated has a difficult time releasing her placenta. So having this drink, the baby breastfeeding, which helps to have the contractions that bring down the placenta, these are important processes that will help the birth to go better. It will help prevent a hemorrhage if you can get the placenta to come down without too much bleeding. That, that contracting that happens from the breastfeeding, that is the key In fact, Dr. Bradley, who wrote the book Husband Coached Childbirth, and this is the method that I taught for eight years, he told a story in his book of a woman who was hemorrhaging who was not his patient, and he was just walking down the hall, and he could hear that there was something going on, and this mother was bleeding out, and they were all freaking out and packing her, and what do we do, what do we do, and he looked over, and they had sort of forgotten about the baby, and so he quietly picked up the baby and handed it to mom, said breastfeed. And the hemorrhage stopped. And so that is the power of breastfeeding. It helps the uterus to contract much better than Pitocin. Contract down naturally, normally. Blasana out. And then you got that uterus clamping down. So these are all the things that you can do to help yourself when you are giving birth alone. They can help prevent problems. And they can also give you this amazing experience to share with your husband and your greater family if they're around. So we don't have any guests right now. Does anyone have any questions on the clubhouse side?
2: Uh, no, actually. Um, so the people came and left, uh, but uh, maybe in the future. It's great. It was a great show so far.
0: Well, that's pretty much it. I wanted to do my basic 20-minute lecture. Mm-hmm. I wanted to capture it on, on tape. We've got it. And we've proven that the clubhouse thing works. Yeah. Do you recommend that I not use the second phone next yeah. time?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can uh, because uh, technically, if you need to, um, because remember, I was mentioning that you need a laptop if you want to do clubhouse and call in at the same time, singly. Like if you want to do it yourself, you should have a laptop as well. Laptop or yeah. desktop doesn't matter, right? Um, because you remember the device I talked about—the Zoom uh Pawtrak? Yes. Yeah, for that, um you need to have uh two uh two devices. So one has to be either uh, one is definitely a phone. The other device has to be a desk something that has an output. You could output as a USB-C. And um mm-hmm. so uh, a computer or a uh, an iPad even could do it. Um, all it is, is just. then you're on the Zoom pod track, you can control the volume and so forth.
0: And did you do anything extra on your end to make it sound better or, you know, I know you were just yeah. watching from calls. No, I,
2: I made sure that uh, the vol- on the Zoom pod track, there's one setting that you need to put it enable so that there's no feedback. And that's why you don't hear anything. Even though I have two platforms wide open, um, you have no feedback at all there's easy setting i'll show you the setting later it's usb setting um, but it sounded great okay. jenny and you could also okay, edit out good. all the stuff that we were the preamble and the postamble if you want
0: oh i was yeah. planning to anyway yeah, that's yeah. why i gave such a big lead up to like okay yeah. here's my lecture i just wanted to catch the lecture exactly. so well, yeah thank and you also so i think much. the
2: timing and the timing too i'm not sure whether maybe the timing's hard or maybe there's some other people because i know i have some doulas who follow me but they, yeah. Oh, n-
0: believe me, I am not sad that nobody showed up. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was more concerned this time about the technology. Let's prove that it works. You know, right. I I didn't even do any promotions for the show. I did invite I did invite two guests. They were both busy. I took it as a sign. No, nope, mm-hmm. just do the do your lecture. Get yeah. that captured, and then I'm gonna come back to this every week.
2: And, yeah. You
0: know, we we'll I'm gonna let the audience build naturally. I, yeah, I really and think... just keep
2: doing it. That's all yeah. it is. And you have content being stored on the call side right? So you could actually always access it um, if you exactly. wish. And uh, we've got uh, Christo and Show Up. I'm not sure if they have any questions regarding home births, um, but otherwise, you could close your are room. Are
0: they on the? Are they on the clubhouse?
2: The one? clubhouse. I I just sent the invites over, but um, if they choose yeah, to let's
0: see if, if, yeah. if they've got a question or comment, I'll take it. But
2: nope, not Show Up, and nope, nope, not really. So you could close your room, I guess.
0: Okay, I think I will. Thank you so much for your time. I can't thank you enough. It's just meant the world to me.
2: You're welcome. And uh, yeah, any questions you have, don't hesitate.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye.
2: All right. Take care. Good night.
0: Bye.